pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. And please be seated. One of the greatest controversies in Western Christianity, a question at the heart of the Protestant Reformation, is the debate over the respective roles of faith and good works in salvation. One of the slogans of the Reformation was justification by faith alone. Um, and what does this mean? Well, justification here is, is used in, in reference to a verdict given in court which declares a defendant innocent. And so you must imagine yourself standing before the judgment seat of Christ. Um, on what basis should he declare you innocent? Um, does he look at your works and say, well, this one is a pretty nice guy. Um, he did a lot of good in his life. Uh, he has been very circumspect about keeping my law. I will declare him not guilty, forgiven, and innocent. And that, that would be justification by works, right? Um, if that were the case, the goal of life would be to accumulate enough good works to merit salvation. Or it might mean that... Um, uh, proving that we are righteous by obedience and conformity to God's law as expressed in the Torah. Or perhaps Christ looks not at your works, but at your faith and says, she was a sinner, but she confessed her fault, clung to me in faith and trusted in my perfect righteousness and not her own. I will declare her not guilty, forgiven, innocent. That's justification by faith. Um, meaning, how can we be sure of our good standing with God? Assurance comes only by faith and can never be based on our works. Um, so, for instance, St. Paul says... For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Okay? That's the, and, and, and that was the great rallying cry of, of, of the Reformation. Um, in other words, even while we are still sinners before we have had the opportunity to do any kind of good works, uh, we can have assurance of God's mercy, love, acceptance of us by faith. Isn't that good news? Isn't that gospel? Um, I'm fir firmly on the side of justification by faith alone. And yet, there, there is a problem. Um, our reading from the epistle of James this morning seems to turn the whole notion on its head. Uh, James seems to openly contradict what St. Paul so vigorously defends in his own letters. Uh, James says, 
What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but do not have works? Can faith save you? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. Now, uh, you might not be surprised that the famous Protestant reformer Martin Luther, who championed the doctrine of justification by faith alone, apart from works, didn't really think much of the epistle of James. Um, he thought that it missed the radical message of the gospel found elsewhere in the New Testament, especially in St. Paul. Uh, moreover, James, he says, doesn't even explicitly mention Christ except a bit in the introduction. Um, he concluded that compared with Paul's letters, James was an epistle of straw. It just didn't have the same kind of substance. It just wasn't as gospelly as Paul. Um, now, I think that the epistle of James has a lot going for it. Um, it it's holy scripture. Um, and, and, and Luther didn't deny that, as he's sometimes accused of denying that, but um, it, it's a powerful exhortation to righteousness. Um, but it's not attempting to answer the question that's so pressing for Luther. How can I know that I am right with God? Um, Luther found the insight of God's radical acceptance of us based entirely upon grace alone so compelling that he had little time for anything else. Um, but James is not concerned with that question here. What is James concerned about? Well, uh, he's concerned that people live out their faith through deeds of mercy. Um, what good is faith, he asks, if it does not make us more righteous? He is troubled by the fact that uh, for so many believers, their convictions, their beliefs, their faith is not translated into transformed lives. It's not impacted their behavior. Um, how can we possibly have faith in God's free act of mercy towards us if we show no mercy to the poor among us, he wonders. Um, our faith, if it is genuine, if it's genuine, if you, he says, if you say you have faith, um, our faith, if it's genuine, should not leave us unchanged. Uh, a faith without works, a faith that isn't a living, active thing, is a dead faith. Uh, it is useless to us, and it cannot save us, he says. Um, but what is it that we need salvation from? Because it cannot save us. Um, we need salvation from... Our sense of guilt, our shame, our condemnation. We need the gospel to turn away the wrath and judgment that sin brings upon us. We need to know that we are loved and accepted by God just as we are. Right? We need all those things. We need salvation in that sense. But it's not merely the 
consequences of sin that we need salvation from, but the actual sin itself. Um, its destructive power in our life, uh, the bondage of self that, that estranges us from God and our neighbor. Uh, faith is more than a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's meant to be the beginning of a program of recovery. Uh, justification, the assurance of God's pardon that comes by faith, is not the entirety of salvation. Uh, it's, it's beginning. Uh, God gives us grace up front. Before our works, he wants us to know that he is on our side and that he will work tirelessly for our liberation from sin if we allow him. Um, his grace and mercy is meant to lead us to repentance. If we are afraid that God's mercy is not for us, um, if we doubt that we are among those that Christ came to save, um, we should grab hold of him by faith, like the woman in our gospel lesson. We should boldly trust that God's grace is large enough and to include even us. Faith assures us of that fact. That's justification by faith. But if we have faith, if we receive the message of God of the gospel with, with joy, if we truly know the love of God, we must strive to live a life that's pleasing to Him. If we have been shown mercy, we must show mercy to others. That is what James is saying. If our faith doesn't result in repentance, then it's a dead faith that cannot save us. Cannot save us from ourselves, cannot save us from sin. Uh, St. Paul tells us that grace is opposed to earning, right? Um, salvation is a free gift of God, and therefore it's never something that we can boast of, uh, ha of having attained for ourselves. Um, but St. James reminds us that while grace may be opposed to earning, it is not opposed to effort or to action. It is a different emphasis, but it's certainly not opposed to Paul's gospel. St. Paul himself never disparaged the importance of repentance or spiritual discipline. Uh, he always urged those who had received the gospel to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling, trusting in the power of Christ within us. You know, we might ask, you know, if, if it's all about faith, Paul, why do you keep telling us, do this, do that, walk in love, forgive those who wronged you? You know, he still gives us plenty of instruction. Faith is for action. Um, the epistle to James is a call to affirmative action. Um, for it's only by action that we can begin to shake off the heavy yoke of sin itself, only by putting faith into practice. Faith, to be sure, is necessary, but faith alone without practical action avails us nothing. 
If we know that God loves and accepts us, we must not be complacent in that knowledge, but press forward to obtain all that He promises us in His mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.